welcome to The Mary Mack Show, where we will be talking about your feelings, experiences, and pain following the death of a loved one. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Wherever you find yourself in this entire world, I welcome you. How are you doing, my friend, my warrior? I certainly hope this week is better than the last. And if you were celebrating Thanksgiving, you enjoyed the food, the memories of your loved one with all who gathered with you, either in person or online. This has certainly been a very strange year for most of us. 2020 has turned out to be one of the saddest for all those who have experienced the death of someone to this pandemic that we are dealing with in so many places around the world. I remember where I was last New Year's Eve, having dinner with David at a restaurant looking out to the Atlantic Ocean here in Florida and then enjoying a beautiful condo on the ocean for the weekend, even watching the ball drop from New York. I thought that the new decade would bring so much opportunity and joy. I had started this podcast in early December, and it had taken a number of months to do all that was needed to get it started. Never would I have anticipated that such a violent China virus would affect so many and take so many lives all around the world. And as we move into the year-end holidays, there is something very heavy on my heart that I want to discuss with you. I have been reminded, even in my own family, how difficult it is for some members to openly talk about death, end-of-life care, end-of-life decisions, and all that needs to be addressed when we age. Taking responsibility for ourselves so our remaining and surviving family and friends aren't burdened and left with a financial and legal mess is the right thing to do. So I wanted to discuss this with you today about the many issues and decisions that need to be discussed with family long before they are ever needed. Because when they aren't discussed openly and lovingly in a family, the chances are high that when a person dies, the remaining family members will slip down that slope where all hell breaks loose and conflict sets in about what to do and how to do it. And the reason I'm especially wanting to discuss this with you now is because after all that has happened this year with the pandemic, it might just be the first time you'll have to sit down and share a meal together with your family members after nearly a year. 
And I want you to use this time to discuss these issues because you just don't know when you might have this opportunity again. So what I'm talking about here is the difficult discussions and difficult decisions one faces when they are planning for their death. And I know just the thought of this can make you catch your breath. But it is a necessary part of taking responsibility for yourself and your family. We all know no one wants to deal with such painful thoughts. We all know no one wants to create a will and make decisions for the possible care of young children should you and your spouse die. We all know no one wants to talk about DNRs or do not resuscitate orders should we be so incapacitated and our life would not be a quality life any longer. But what I'm proposing here is that this season, should you get the chance to be in the same room with the majority or all of your family, take some time to very specifically plan to meet together to discuss these very sensitive and necessary issues. So let's look at what needs to be discussed. A will. A will is a legal document which states your wishes for what property you have left when you die and whom you wish to receive that property. It can be your home, your investments, the contents of your home, collections you have such as a coin collection, jewelry, photos of ancestors, and so much more. Maybe your golf clubs, a boat, a car, a vacation home. Your will can decide so much, so there will be no fighting among your beneficiaries when you die. If you die without a will, the decisions as to the distribution will be given to the courts, and especially if you have minor children, their care may be placed in the hands of a relative whom you just might not want them to live with and be raised by. Next, it's important to assign an executor or executrix for the will. An executor is male and an executrix is female. This person's responsibility is to execute your wishes that you've assigned in the will. If that individual does not want to carry out that responsibility, they can refuse and the court will look for another relative to carry out your wishes. So it is so important that you choose your executor or executrix with care and make sure they are willing to carry out what is written in your will. Then there is the living will. This is a completely different document which tells others what your wishes are should you become incapacitated. Do you want to be kept alive on life support? Do you want someone to pull the plug if there is no brain activity? Do you want no extraordinary care given if you will not gain the quality of life you once knew? 
all this needs to be spelled out in a living will. And there is so much more that needs to be discussed. What if you are incapacitated by a stroke, for instance? Will you go to a nursing facility? Have you looked into the ones you'd prefer to live in? Or will you go live with someone in your family? How would that work out? If you find yourself with a long illness and need continual care, who will be your primary caregiver? One or more of your children? And if you were to die, do you want a church service? If so, which church or other religious service? Do you want a funeral? A wake? And if so, how many days? Who should be invited? Who might give your eulogy? Anyone in particular you'd like to invite to do that? Or would you rather have a memorial service about a month after your burial? This way so many more people could plan to attend with more notice. Is there anything in particular you wish to have in your obituary? And what newspaper should carry it, either online or in print? Where would you like to be buried? Would you prefer to be cremated? Are there enough resources to bury you? What bank accounts or insurance policies are set aside for your burial or cremation? And have you told your family where those reside? All of these are topics for discussion when you sit down together as a family and start to discuss these things openly and honestly. When you have individuals who simply want to act like none of this is important or relevant, it makes life much harder. When you have individuals who want to sweep this topic under the rug and act like it's just too much trouble to deal with, actually put the responsibility on others to clean up their mess when they become incapacitated or die, please know that that is not something responsible people do. Yes, it's not an easy subject. And yes, it's not something any of us really want to dive into. But we each have to decide whether we want our loved one who survives us to have a much easier go of this when we die, or whether we leave a huge mess for them to clean up. If you have no will, the probate court will need to be involved in distributing your belongings. And they won't necessarily know that you would prefer your car to go to your granddaughter versus your grandson. They won't know that the antiques you have, which brought you so much joy, should go to your only daughter because only she appreciated them. They won't know that your engagement and wedding ban should go to your grandson so he can give it to his future fiancé and keep the heirloom in the family. So please, even if you are uncomfortable now talking about this openly, 
Think how much work and uncomfortable you will feel when everyone in your family are trying to figure out what your parents wanted or what your spouse wanted after they died. Or who would be guardians for the young people in your life should you tragically die together? Life is messy. Grief is messier. And in most of my podcast episodes, we talk about the emotional aspects of life after we lose a loved one. But I'm imploring you that this is serious stuff and important stuff, and it must be addressed. It's a topic which must, must, must be delved into with those you love, and especially if you have a contentious relationship with any of your siblings, you will want this all decided now, before your parents or relatives leave you. I've heard of so many families disintegrate after the parents die because no decisions were made and everyone is fighting over possessions. Don't let that be your family. So once you know you will be getting together for holiday dinners or events this season, ask everyone that needs to be in on this discussion if you can set aside a time and place specifically to have a difficult discussion about end-of-life matters. Some will welcome it to put their mind at ease. Some will act like that will just take care of itself. And some will act like we'll take care of it when it's time. But getting everyone at the same time at the same table, to talk this through and find out what the wishes are of perhaps the older folks in your family is so important. That may be your grandparents, your aunts and uncles. It might even be your parents. It could be your spouse. It's usually something we never get around to do, but it's something we need to do now. This pandemic brought home how important it is to think about these things. Life is very short, and perhaps you've known people who have lost their lives to the pandemic. This is the time, so please take the time to do this. I'm hoping you will take this to heart. Make it happen. You will feel so much better knowing everyone's feelings on this. And take very good notes. And then you can start the process of getting wills, living wills, do not resuscitate orders, DNRs, and other documents like trusts in order. So when the inevitable happens, you won't need to go scurrying around trying to deal with all this while trying to spend time with the person you loved as they leave this life. All the paperwork will be finished and you get to concentrate on being with them, sitting with them, loving on them and knowing all those decisions were made long ago and are all arranged and waiting to be put into place. 
so much less pressure, so much less anxiety. Develop the invitation as soon as you can. There is no time like the present, even if it has to be done on a Zoom or Skype call. It's that important. Much love to you. I just know you can do this. So now, let's get up and dance. And I know you probably still think this is silly, but just do it anyway for me, okay? being with me today. Remember to write five things each night in your journal that you are grateful for. As we move into the holiday season, pick up my book, Holiday Grief, which you can find on my website at marymac.info. And please subscribe to my podcast wherever you listen to me. Share with those who may benefit from it as well and support my podcast if you can do so. And as always, remember to be happy because you deserve to. I'll speak with you again soon.